0: How are Federal Trade Commission data security and privacy enforcement trends changing, especially in the wake of the commission's long legal battle with cancer testing firm LabMD? Last year, a U.S. Court of Appeals vacated an FTC enforcement action against the lab in a data security dispute dating back to 2013. In its ruling, the court noted that while an FTC order against the lab required the firm to overhaul its data security program, the FTC said very little about how this was to be accomplished. So since that ruling last year, has the FTC been getting any tougher in terms of the specific remedies it expects other companies to take when facing enforcement actions for their data security and privacy practices? I'm Marianne Kolbysak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, Today, I'm speaking with former FTC staff attorney, Julie O'Neill, a partner at Washington-based law firm, Morrison Forster. So, Julie, for starters, just for clarification for our listeners, you were not involved with the FTC case against LabMD, is that right?
1: That's right.
0: So, now, although the legal battle between the FTC and LabMD was very long and messy, In the end, can you briefly describe what stood out to you the most about the appellate court ruling in terms of the significance to other companies and their data security practices? There were a lot of things that were interesting about
1: the order, but I think the main takeaway that caught a lot of companies' attention was the fact, as you you suggested, that the 11th Circuit said that the FTC's data security order was not sufficiently specific. And by way of background, for years and years, the FTC has imposed these consent orders on companies settling allegations that they had had either inadequate security measures in place or security measures in place that didn't match up with the representations that they made about their security measures. And in all of those orders, the FTC imposed a pretty broad injunction that the company adopt a written security program that contained reasonable, and I'm doing air quotes, reasonable measures to protect personal data. And so we've seen this for years and years. These orders are in place. They're in place for 20 years. They're still out there. But what the 11th Circuit did in the LabMD matter was say, that's not sufficiently specific. This broad reasonableness standard doesn't give the company enough guidance to understand what it has to do in order to comply with the order. There aren't any specific prohibitions, right? No particular act or practice was enjoined. And because it was too vague, it was unenforceable.
0: So, Julie, with that said, in the aftermath of the LabMD case, does it appear that the FTC is starting to make more specific data security and privacy demands from other companies in enforcement actions taken by the commission? If so, any cases or examples that are starting to stand out?
1: Yes, I think that the FTC took the 11th Circuit's ruling to heart, and it has brought a handful of data security actions since then. And this year, 2019 alone, it, it has entered into a decent handful of consent orders. These new consent orders are much more specific about what companies need to do in order to comply with with these orders settling charges that they had had inadequate security measures in place. And so not only are some of the measures stronger than they've been in the past, but they're also more detailed. And the FTC has even called this out in press releases announcing the actions, really highlighting the fact that it's imposing strong injunctive provisions that go beyond the requirements that were found in previous consent orders.
0: What sorts of requests is the FTC making in some of these consent orders? What sort of specifics are they looking for in in certain cases?
1: So it really depends on the particular matter and the nature of the alleged violations, the alleged deficiencies in security programs. But so far what we're seeing are a couple of trends. One is that this year every data security consent order that the FTC has brought has included at least two provisions that we didn't see in previous orders. And the first one, which I think is aimed at ensuring that company executives take more responsibility for order compliance, is an obligation that a senior officer of the company Every year, certify compliance with the order. So every year means for 20 years, because that's the length of time an order is typically in place, a senior company officer has to step up and certify that the company is in full compliance with its obligations. The second trend we're seeing sort of builds upon provisions that we've seen in the past prior to this year, prior the 11th Circuit's decision that historically the FTC has imposed upon a company in a data security action an obligation to have a third party, an independent third party assessment of its data security program. And, And typically that obligation comes up every two years. So every two years during the 20 years that the order is in force, there has to be this independent, essentially an audit or assessment of the company's data security program. And so that's not new, but what is new is that the FTC has been imposing stricter requirements on that process. So, for example, it is including a prohibition on the company from making misrepresentations to the assessor. It's imposing obligations on the assessor itself with respect to document preservation. So I think that these Sorts of things are intended to really strengthen the third party assessor's accountability and, and give the FTC tools so that it can exercise oversight. So, for example, if the FTC asks the company to essentially show the FTC what it's been doing to comply, which is a typical provision in a consent order, this ability of the FTC to go in and ask questions. If, if the assessor is retaining documentation, that will make it easier for the FTC to assess whether the company is in compliance. There are a couple of other ways in which the FTC is beefing up data security obligations and, and consent orders. So in the past, an order would have generally required a company to adopt a written information security program that implements and monitor's safeguards to, prevent, um, to protect it from risks. But the newer orders are, are imposing more specific safeguards. And again, this really the nature of them really depends on the particular fact pattern, but they are things like encryption, mandating encryption for certain types of sensitive data, like social security numbers and financial information, vulnerability and penetration testing, patch management, employee training, all sorts of really specific measures that we hadn't seen in the past.
0: So now, Julie, besides the sorts of specific requests that we're starting to see the FTC make in some of these data security and privacy cases, are there any other trends going on in terms of the FTC and data security and privacy approaches or policies that we should be watching? I think that one of the most important things to watch for
1: is exactly what we've been talking about, to keep an eye on the orders that the FTC imposes on companies in the data security space, because, as you know, Marianne, the the FTC doesn't have any law that sets out the specifics of what has to go into a data security program, but it has this sort of case law type approach by way of order. And so if you look at the orders, you can see over time the types of measures the FTC thinks are necessary to include in a data security program. So I think it's really important for businesses to keep an eye on these developments. You know, breaches won't end, right? Every company at some point in time experiences some sort of data breach, maybe big, maybe small, maybe one that gives rise to notification obligations under state laws, maybe not. But I think one thing that is certain, in addition to we'll always see breaches, I don't think the FTC is, is going to stop bringing enforcement actions when it becomes aware of a breach um, and does an investigation and thinks that the company that experienced the breach didn't have adequate security measures in place. So I do think we'll continue to see heavy FTC enforcement in this area. I think that with all the press that breaches get, the FTC feels that it's probably under some pressure to show that it is active on this front. And related to that, of course, From the FTC's perspective, the breaches of the most interest are those involving sensitive information. So social security numbers, payment card information, information that if it fell into the wrong hands could give rise to fraud, but also information um, related to children, for example, under the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. That act and, and the FTC's rule implementing the act requires companies that are covered by COPA to have reasonable security in place. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something arising out of a, a breach of children's personal information, for instance.
0: So, Julie, keeping in mind all the different developments that you were just discussing, what's the most important thing that you think companies need to be paying attention to in terms of their own data security, data privacy policies, and programs in light of these FTC developments?
1: I would say the most important thing is to keep abreast of developments with respect to the technology you're using, making sure that you're aware of new or potential shortcomings, any vulnerabilities that somebody could take advantage of to access your systems. Just this need for the folks in charge of the systems that house personal data, to stay on top of things and and be sure that they are constantly on the lookout for possible intrusions, possible threats. And so that sort of vigilance is likely the best way to help ward off a, a breach. Of course, part of that, right, is making sure that you have sort of basic security measures in place to start with. And so the FTC, for example, does have business guidance on its website that talks about, at a relatively high level, as you can imagine, the types of security practices that every business should have in place. That is sort of the the framework for a security program, and then it would be up to the the IT folks and the other people on the ground who really know the technology and are aware of, of the threats and stay abreast of them to... To be constantly adapting the program to to best protect the personal information that the company holds.
0: And finally, Julie, what's the status of the FTC LabMD case? Is that over in terms of the dispute between FTC and LabMD? I know LabMD had other litigation related to the case, but in terms of the FTC LabMD case, is that over?
1: That's my understanding, Marianne. I haven't heard anything new. I understand that Labendee went out of business some time ago. They got a result that they're happy with, and I haven't heard anything coming out of the FTC in terms of any further steps. So I think what we have is probably where it's going to remain.
0: Thanks, Julie. I've been speaking to Julie O'Neill. I'm Ann kolbesek mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.